0: How does
1: Texas Target communities interact with local community partners?
0: So we work with small communities across Texas and we help them with a variety of different needs. Because we've had a strong tradition of working with landscape architecture and urban planning, we've done a lot of plans, a lot of designs. We're now a university-wide program and we have a partnership with the School of Architecture as well as the president's office. So we are working across the university and so we also help communities with different things if they have public health issues, if they need additional assistance in engineering services and support. We try to be a matchmaker and really listen to the things that they're saying, not just from city staff, but community members, the different communities within the community, and pairing those needs with the learning objectives within the classes on campus.
1: Welcome back to Future Built. On behalf of the Texas A&M School of Architecture, I'm Ben Wiggins and I am here with Jamie Masterson, the Director of Texas Target Communities. Jamie, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It is our pleasure and my pleasure. We appreciate you being here. (laughs) Check out the School of Architecture and all of our programs at arch.tamu.edu and make sure to stick around until the end to find out how you can enter to win an iPad. Jamie, let's talk a little bit about you little bit of your story and how you got involved with the School of Architecture.
0: Sure, yeah. Um, So I am director of Texas Art Communities. Um, I actually started as a student here. So um, actually I'm a second generation of the School of Architecture, so I'm quite literally a child Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the school. Do you have to double whoop when that happens? (laughs) I think so. So I got my Bachelor of Landscape Architecture and I came back to school to get my Master of Urban Planning. And in that process, I actually was a student of the Texas Target, what it was called at the time was Texas Target Cities, Hmm. and um, got to participate in some of the projects there, and then became the first full-time staff person in 2013 Um, and I'm I've just been a part of it ever since and um, it's been an incredible journey and I'd love to share more with you today about what we're up to but
1: please do how does Texas target communities interact with local community partners
0: so we work with small communities across Texas and we help them with a variety of different needs Um, because we've had a strong tradition of working with landscape architecture and urban planning we've done a lot of plans a lot of designs we're now a university-wide program and we have a partnership with the School of Architecture as well as the president's office so we are working across the university and so we also um, help communities with different things um, if they have public health issues if they need additional assistance in engineering services and support Um, so um, we're we try to match we try to be a matchmaker and um, really listen to the things that they're saying not just from city staff but community members the different communities within the community and pairing those needs um, with the learning objectives within the classes on campus.
1: Nolanville is one of the community partners that has been helped through this initiative can you tell us a little bit more about that project?
0: Absolutely so Nolanville we began working with them in 2015 we did a comprehensive plan with four different classes on campus Um, basically that looks at um, transportation needs, housing needs, um, different uh, community facilities that might be needed for the community. They went through a visioning process um, as well. They basically implemented a lot of the strategies within the plan. Mm -hmm. Um, They redid their main street. It's uh, far more walkable than it was before. There's trees. Um, There's also a new park in place with a boys and girls club and facility, a splash pad. Um, There was a neighborhood that was um, very neglected and they identified they needed additional drainage facilities and so that's been implemented and so um, many of the things came from the community from the input in our different community meetings and then the students really then were able to visualize it document it get it on paper Mm -hmm. in an action-oriented way so that they could take that in their city council meetings and make sure it actually got done. And so that was so exciting to see that happen. It was so successful that they came back in 2019 and they um, recognized like, we've done everything. We've gotten $3 million in grant funding to do this work and we want more. So we came back. um, At the same time, we were also talking to Dr. Wei Lee. He recently um, began a smart city initiative called Endeavor. And you know he was really thinking about smart city solutions and autonomous vehicles and how we can incorporate new technologies into cities. And we said, we've got this rural community that's 5,000 people in population. Do you think it's even possible for us to engage them? They're excited, they wanna do they want to do more. They're thinking innovatively, and he said, "Okay, let's try it." So that class, and there was a series of classes for the Endeavor Project. There, it was very interdisciplinary. We had landscape architecture, urban planning, computer science, um, civil engineering, and electrical engineering, and also visualization. Students from across those disciplines having a shared class um, and classroom setting, and having and coming up with project ideas. Um, to really push this small town in a sort of smart city direction. And what essentially came of it was a lot of amazing projects. One that um, actually made the news and has um, gotten some media attention called Endeavor Ride. It's the first uh, free um, taxi service and um, telemedicine um, service that they are providing for veterans and um, others that are in need across the region. Um, essentially, it's using autonomous vehicle technology um, as well as telemedicine technology to support those who can't get to healthcare facilities. So, um, it's been a huge impact for that community and um, for the students and for the faculty, all everyone involved.
1: That's incredible. How, how do you how do you replicate a success like this? Like, is, is there any particular piece of it that you feel like this part of it, we can just we can package and we can take to a bunch of different places? Or is it always just a question of listening and learning?
0: Well, I think the most successful approach to this is listening and learning, being in the community, being very intentional, um, listening to all the different perspectives. Mm. Uh, it doesn't work if we're just hearing one voice. So um, it's, it's and, and when we have all the different people at the table together, um, new things arise that they hadn't thought of before or multiple wins. Like, oh, we, we need a park, but we also need to address our drainage issues let's do that in the same place and guess what there's also uh, state funding to do that and so um, we can package a lot of these things but um, i think our strength in a university is really taking the time listening hearing and making sure it makes sense for our local people
1: are you interested in developing your leadership skills click the link in the description enter your info and you'll receive smarter than ai the three core skills to level up as a leader of character How can students get involved and make the most of these programs?
0: Well, students get involved. By being in their classes. Oh. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. Yeah. They'll show up and it'll be a class project. Um, no, but also, we also are, participate on research projects. So students can um, be a part of that as grad assistants or researchers. Um, we also have internship opportunities with Texas Target Communities. And we're always looking for students passionate in community engagement and are ready to kind of roll their sleeves up and and get in communities. Um, And we also have a scholarship program that we're just now launching called Hmm. the Cooper Scholars, which is a namesake for our former director, Dr. John Cooper. Cooper. And so students, um, we're we're currently raising funds for that. We're almost there. And students can begin taking advantage of that. So we're very excited about that opportunity.
1: Uh, Yeah, I would imagine. So if a community wanted to partner with the program, how would they go about engaging? They call us. <laughs> okay.
0: We uh, get a lot of cold calls, a lot of emails, and it's re- we don't really have to advertise. It's been really, um, oh, I heard about y'all from this, this other community. You know, is there some room in the schedule? Um, but we do now have, the last several years, we have an annual call for community participation. Um, so in January, we put out sort of a mass email, and then our networks kind of push those as well. And that's really when we're seeking okay what are your needs and when we have that list of communities and list of needs, then we start working with our faculty and our relationships here on campus and other experts, and we try to match those. So even if you're not sure if you're a community and you're like, I don't know, you know, just reach out to us. It's better just to have a phone call and conversation. Folks can just um, go to the Texas Target Communities website, um, which is obviously a part of Texas A&M, and um, you can learn more about our program, and also we have contact information there and in email address as well
1: perfect you mentioned earlier that some communities may have some hesitation and say "Ooh, I don't know if we really fit the bill and that it's better for them to ask and you know you never know when it might be a fit but my my question following on that was is there a sign that it probably is a good fit in terms of like if we if our community has this or if we're suffering from that Mm -hmm. what what are those things that you are definitely looking to engage with
0: well we look for communities that are ready that's what we say and and what we mean by that is that they are willing to pull together a diverse group of community members Um, they have different stakeholders that can come to the table and that we can really lean on them for um Uh, gathering those voices, understanding the different needs within the community. So um, not every community is quite there yet and that's okay and we there's other great programs here on campus that can help them with those leadership skills so we can also point them there. Um, But the other things that we're looking for in terms of projects that are always a great fit are um, master plans, um, comprehensive plans, uh, landscape architecture, design projects, architecture has Um, great faculty as well and they're doing more and more uh, projects with our program and with small communities Um, and you know I would say any sort of data collection or if you're looking for some sort of analysis or a report or a study we have been finding that that is also Um, among across the university and public health and um, other uh, areas, very successful and, and and an easy win for communities that just are needing data and needing information to help them with their next step.
1: Love that, and I hear that you recently won an award. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: (laughs) We're so excited. Um, Texas A&M University, um, we applied for on behalf of the university, but A&M is winning uh, the community engagement award from the Association of Public and Land-Grant Universities. So it is a huge Uh, honor Um, it is very very competitive this is the first time the university has won this award and so um, yeah it's all based on the work the passion of the faculty the innovation and energy from the students all of that coalesces together with the community's knowledge and it really makes for powerful impacts um, across communities. So um, we're just honored to be recognized. We that, know we're great, but we are honored to be recognized. Sure, that's, that's <laughs>
1: lovely. Are, for students, are there any programs set up so that students can receive scholarships or internship opportunities through this program?
0: Yeah, so students can participate in our program through an internship opportunities. We typically have about six to 10 students at a time in our intern um, program. And so students, we're looking for students who are really passionate in working in local government, Um, working in community engagement and who are just ready to kind of roll up their sleeves and go and work with communities. Uh, Additionally, we have a new scholarship program called the Cooper Scholars, which is a namesake for our former director, John Cooper. So um, we're really excited to have that opportunity for students as well.
1: How is this program different from other service learning programs?
0: Yeah, I think our program is so focused on the community. We are community centered and that is that is the drive is what can we do in support of the community? So we how can we listen better? How can we serve better? How can we produce better projects or or better strategies or recommendations? And when when because we're community focused it it shifts everything then the students become community focused they're less concerned about their grade (laughs) they're more concerned about oh this is actually gonna matter in this small town in this place Um, and our faculty also shift their perspective Um, and we're all just focused um, the community itself as well and there's something kind of can be magical about you know us all we're all in it together to figure out how we can move the ball. Um, You know, we're not gonna solve every problem and I don't want us to come across like we're gonna, we're a charity or anything like that. Um, But we are, I I don't know, I've had so many wonderful experiences as communities physically holding hands with community members as they are, you know, expressing thanks for the work. Seeing the, the actual built products on the ground that the students envisioned, uh, going back to Nolanville, um, one of the student project ideas was called the Wonder Pass, and it was so silly, um, but it was this de- whole design about an underpass mm. that nobody felt safe going through and crossing. And the students totally transformed it into something that was actually an asset and something that was positive and exciting. And it's actually, you know, the design is is there. So you can go to Nolanville and see the the lights and the 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 landscaping and the sculptures and the structures and um, It's those kinds of magical things. And I know there's other universities that are doing this kind of work. And I don't want to say that it's just us. But um, I I think as long as we keep the North Star focus on the communities and what we can do collectively, then um, I think that's what really makes us unique.
1: Surely there must be some numbers associated with all of this. Do you Do you know what any of those are?
0: Of course, we're 30 years old, but um, we've been collecting our data for the last 10 years. So in the last 10 years, we've been able to work with 150 faculty and experts on campus, um, 2,000 students, um, and that's been in um, more than 100 classes. That's been with 50 communities. And with those 50 communities, like I said, we're very community-focused, so we've had over 250 community meetings. (laughs) So we're very busy. Um, But all of that is... It's actually equates to 500,000 student working hours, which we can also say that that's roughly $12 million that we're giving yeah. back to Texas communities. So um, a wow. huge impact that our students are making. Yeah,
1: huge impact. Thank yeah. you for your yeah. contribution to, to Texas communities. That's wonderful. Thank you. That's really fascinating, and it seems to embody Texas A&M core value I mean selfless service is one of the things that we put on the wall all over the university is that does that play to the conversations that you're having?
0: Absolutely we are founded as a land-grant university and so we're not we're not just about holding on to the knowledge we're about applying it and figuring out how to solve real problems and working with real communities on the ground so um, I think this is a program that really embodies that
1: Talk to us briefly about your partnership with the Texas A&M Foundation.
0: Yeah, we're also um, I, because this is our 30th anniversary. Um, we wanted to sort of recognize the the wonderful work that's come in the past and provide more opportunities for our future. So Texas A&M Foundation is developing a new fund for us called the Good Neighbor Fund, and so if. There is a former student or a passionate community member that sees, you know, I'd like to give or donate um, to another community that's in need of services. That's what this um, fund is for. And um, that will help support travel expenses, um, supplies, as well as these internship opportunities and scholarship opportunities that we have in the program.
1: Love that, love that be sure to follow the school at TAMU Arch School on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn and Threads. On behalf of the Texas A&M School of Architecture, I'm Ben Wiggins and this is Future Built.